Finding this podcast magical? Why not toss a coin to your Witches and a Druid podcast through the Acast supporter feature? It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to show your support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Three Witches and a Druid Podcast. Canadian podcast about paganism in today's modern society. Hello again, and welcome back to Three Witches and a Druid, where normally we're sitting around the kitchen table, but now because of more lockdowns happening in Nova Scotia, we are doing this on Zoom. There may be some breakup and interruptions, like I just interrupted Margo. (laughs) So the topic we are discussing on this episode is coming out of the broom closet. I am Margo. And I am Maeve. Gwen. And I'm Brian. And one more disclaimer that we might all talk over each other by accident because we're on Zoom. (laughs) As we said before, it's hard to fit the physical cues. So coming out of the broom closet, how is that for everybody? Just just to clarify before we get into this, Mm -hmm. luckily I'm in a different household, but I believe I'm easily the youngest of us. Yes. Likely, yes. <laughs> Not decades. <laughs> so when we discuss this, we have to remember the difference between coming out of a broom closet back when you guys came out versus people nowadays. Mm-hmm. Well, then let's make it clear to start then. Brian, when did you realize you're pagan? Uh, about 20 years ago. About 20 years ago. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. When did you guys come out? So I was 86. So that's over 30 years ago now. Yeah. Did you come out then or just start practicing then? The first thing I did, and this is interesting. So although my parents um, supported the, we were rural, although they supported the local church, which was a United Church, which is a very progressive Protestant church, it was more of an academic exercise for them and also community building. And then on top of that, I got interested, I guess, in religion and culture because that was my mother's major. She was a school teacher who went back to school. She became a school teacher when all you needed was a teaching certificate. And then she went back to school and got her university while I was still living at home. And I would have been middle school age and she got her BA. And her study was, she had a double major, religion and culture and history. So those were the kind of conversations and discussions and, you know, some, depending on what course mom was at, she was at Hindu temple or she was here or there. And we always had these fascinating philosophical and theological dinner table discussions. 
beyond being a seeker, I also had this sort of background of looking at things that way. And actually, while I was in university studying, we ended up having one class together, which having your mother be the smartest person in your university classes, you just make friends hand over fist, let me tell you. Anyway, I phoned them up when I found the Sybil Leak book. I phoned up my mom and said, I just found this book and it just resonates so well. And I wanted to read things. She's like, I know Sybil Leak. I read her stuff. I'm like, you read her stuff? Why did I not know this? How did I not know this? It was more a case of, oh, what's Gwen gonna do now? They literally said, does this mean you're gonna start dancing naked around the full moon? And I said, well, I could, but it's not in the immediate plan sort of thing. I didn't have community. It was just me. I didn't have access to any other books, even through the university library. Like the books were not great. My husband and children and I, we moved up north. And so I was reading mythology books and history books and not coming out to people at work because that really... I wanted to not just keep my job, but progress in my work. Yeah, I had many, many years before I was out within the community and I had to move to Halifax to do that. And I credit the UU Church for being a big part of making that a possibility. Coolio. Margo? Well, I had probably an easier time coming out because I started working at Little Mysteries. So it was kind of a given. I didn't really have to come out to anyone because I was there in the middle of it all, working at the Pagan Bookstore. And I was not shy about it. And being right downtown in Halifax and being somewhat of a flamboyant looking character. I mean, everybody downtown knew that I worked at the witch store. Anytime the media came around, usually Halloween, and wanted to do an interview for the paper or radio, I was often the person that spoke to them and got interviewed or got photographed. So I remember actually when I was in the Fringe Festival with Linda's Belly Dancing Group. And we were in the newspaper for that. And I was like, oh, my mom will be so excited. I'm in the paper for something other than being a witch. (laughs) 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 Because most of the articles that got cut out and sent to her had something to do with me being pagan and the pagan community in general, so. Good, very good. You know, any job I've had since, I've never felt the need to be in the closet or hide it. But again, because it is a, a much more understood and accepted path now than it used to be, even now the little suburban mall that I work at now, the number of people there who are excited about the podcast and who listen to the podcast and who relate to it, it's like, pagans are everywhere. (laughs) We are. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. Anyone who recognizes that reference. Mine had several different sides to it. My parents fairly receptive people. My father's very much an academic and my mother's reasonably easygoing. At first it was like, you're doing what? That's my dad, you what? When I sat down with my mother and I explained it to her and what it was, she went, wait a minute. I guess I know where you get it from because her family was very much like that now. It skipped her. My mother is a true Christian woman. And for all my great grandmother cleaned the church every week, she was as big a witch as ever breathed. My mother's father, my mother's father was a pagan. And so once I put a name to it, she says, well, my grandmother and my father. She was quite accepting. My father just was like, once said to me, how did I get such a weird kid? I said, you ever looked in the mirror? Yes. <laughs> I said, you can't raise us to be free thinking 
thinking and all of that and then get annoyed when we're free thinking and he says yeah I know but he my parents were quite accepting now you know like I had one set of grandparents that would not have understood I was you know Satan's harlot my brother outed me oh no it took a lot we just didn't talk about it and at work I was fairly open thinking oh this is an enlightened age I kind of learned the hard way to shut up sometimes you're around people very educated knowledgeable people that kind of idea who still were like very non-accepting so I learned to be more quiet about it I kind of learned the hard way because to me it's like oh yeah this is great this is what we're doing and it turns out once I started talking to my sister she's like oh for heaven's sakes that's exactly what I think it's in the family recent years there's no need really to hide so out there and like you know back when the media and the police and gawkers were on the commons looking at a ritual now no one bats an eyelash when they see something like that go on it is much different but my coming out was myriad I learned the hard way it worked keep my mouth shut and even say my daughter is 18 so 13 years ago when she went off to school even 13 years ago you know we just that's a private family thing we don't talk about that you know so much to other people I was very concerned that she might get a little bit of you know a little ostracized and well you're not allowed over to their house because you know they're witches or something like that but I did find I was careful 25 30 even 15 years ago when she started school 13 years ago but now like who cares people may care but whatever yeah not a deal at all when Atticus started going to school we told his teacher like yeah we're pagan not a big deal be prepared for something that might come out of his mouth now yeah. we all know a story of a of a single mother <laughs> Thinking that. Yeah, yeah. So gets a call from the school, I guess. And this isn't yesterday. This is like 15 years ago, I would assume, or whatever. And her child was, they were talking, I think, about Christmas in the Christmas story. And she just was not getting it. And finally, she said, who's God? Is he like the goddess's boyfriend? She didn't have a God didn't know what to do with that God word. The teacher learned, you know, good. they got outed at, at school. And that's often when you have kids, that's you got to be prepared for that. Kids kids don't have that filter, right? No. I remember that now. Is he yeah. the goddess's boyfriend? Yeah. <laughs> so when the conversation eventually came up with my parents, I think it was just me and my mom in the car. My parents were never religious. It was just never a conversation they even cared about. I don't remember what got us on the topic. And she had asked, like, well, do you believe? in God and I said well I, I'm a pagan and she got really quiet bit of a concern on her face and she looked at me and said is that what Tom Cruise believes in <laughs> and I said no that's not what Tom Cruise believes in and she's like okay as long as it's not that you do whatever you want <laughs> yeah. once I assured them all this oh they practice sacrifices and babies and so I got that through their head again talked about it and my mother said oh my god this is so in my family so but no. i think if someone had sat my great-grandmother down and explained to her what paganism was she would have been a kitchen witch mm, yeah like no one in my family was catholic or religious in any sense and my great-grandmother had a monkey and she had a chicken in the house <laughs> and yeah she was a bit of an eclectic lady that's awesome I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's awesome. I took my mother to a summer solstice ritual. One of the first rituals, it was a long time ago, it was one of the first rituals... I ever led my mother came I and I dressed that. her up all all properly and all of that and afterwards she says would my grandmother have gotten this mm. say this my grandmother would have really gotten this and I thought okay well that's good yeah all my family and all Karen's family when we got married we had a hand fasting they all experienced that so they all seemed like oh this this all seems perfectly fine mine is the plastic lays everything was fine we had two uh, two friends be ushers, and they were kind of practical joker jerks. And while Karen was getting ready, they passed out plastic lace to everybody. And when everybody asked, like, what's this for? And they kept, it's a pagan thing, just do it. <laughs> so when Karen came out, everybody's wearing these plastic lays, and she kind of stopped and laughed and said, what are you people doing? And they're like, they told us to wear them. <laughs> Because it was some sort of weird pagan tradition. That's kind of cute. Actually, if you go to, and I've been to more than one traditional Anglican ceremony, they do take the cloth and wrap it around the hands of the two people. They do do the hand fasting. Yeah. And even in, I'm originally from the Valley, even into the 20th century, in Baptist ceremonies, they jumped the broom. Oh, really? Oh, yes. They still did, you know, and I grew up, I learned to dance the Maypole in elementary school. We did the Maypole in elementary school, too. These things were still around, so the, the, the remnants of it are still there. So one thing that we, we can definitely that's a point of interest for us is that we all live in the city and coming out of the closet in the city is much, much different than coming out of the closet in say the Valley. Mm-hmm. I bet. Yeah. There are still a lot of pagans who feel like they, they need to be secretive of who they are and what they believe. It's 2020. Things are changing. Acceptance of various spiritual beliefs and religions is it's commonplace now. If you end up facing against someone who is anti your beliefs, that's a problem. And that's a problem like on a grander scale than you may think. Mm-hmm. Yes. So uh, when I was first being oriented like five, six years ago now, I can't even remember, into the prison system. The federal prisons are also used as an economic tool in a sense. They're placed in rural areas to give employment opportunities, right, in rural areas. So we often find federal prisons in more remote areas. So I was in western Nova Scotia and being oriented to the institution there and introduced around. And I did have a guard when he realized what my position was, turned 
turn his back on me. Really? And the on-site chaplains looked at me and looked at him. I'm not there to convert. We don't proselytize. I don't care what his beliefs are. And I wasn't, he didn't hurt my feelings. But the on-site chaplain, you know, kind of needled him. And he said, I don't talk to Satanists. Ah, uh, yes. Well, and that's always that lovely little misconception. It's like. Exactly. That's a whole different spirituality, which you were not a part of. Exactly. And trying to explain that to somebody who, you know, that's not their view. And so they're, yeah, they they were not very receptive. And all I could do was keep going in and do my job. And, you know, some people will never be your friend. No. And some people will never, not that I need them to be accepting necessarily of me or whatever, but definitely they have to be professional in their job and deal with the men professionally. And I was hearing stories that some of the guards were not open to their faith. And you have to, you know, run that through your personal filter because this is a population of people that feel somewhat put upon and they have zero power. So they think people are picking on them. And so I wasn't going to jump all over anything, but I thought, well, now I know that there's some truth to this, that it's hard for some people, even when they're paid to be professional and open-minded things referring to faith, you know, that can really hook into people and trigger them and stuff. So you still have to be a little bit careful, I think, certainly in rural areas but also just people for whom faith is very important, depending on their faith strain, that it's hard for them to be accepting of alternative beliefs like this. Of course, yeah. Like, we understand that the four of us come from a point of privilege. Like, we live in a city that's very accepting and opening. Yeah. In all honesty, part of it is Halifax has a very long history in paganism. We have strong Mm-hmm. So it's not an issue here between Little Mysteries and the Neighborhood Witch and all sorts of pagan business going on in the city. We, we don't have an issue here where in the valley or on the South Shore, or even the North Shore, it's, it's a bigger deal. Yeah. Yes, we're very lucky. I have more than once had people think I was a Satanist. Mm-hmm. I've had that happen more than once. You're a witch. Oh, my God, you're, you know, Satan and on and on. And my answer is, no, I'm terribly sorry. Satan is a Christian deity, and I'm not a Christian. Yeah. My religion in one form or another predates yours by 30, 40, 50,000 years. Sorry, you know, the pagan concepts. So when they say, what do you mean he's a Christian, you know, he's a Christian, de- you know, deity? I said, no, he is. Satan gets a lot of play in Christianity, and I'm not a Christian. Sorry. That has been interesting. I've had that more than once. I've only been aware, I think, once of being thought a Satanist was when Gwen was still the property manager here. Oh. And somebody happened to mention that after being in my apartment to fix something, thought that I was a Satanist or something. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, eh? And then they decided, no, you were just artistic. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Lovably eclectic is what I like. But I know my mom was never really comfortable with the idea of me being pagan. So about 10 years ago when she would, well, gosh, it would have been, was she still living in Winnipeg? I'm trying to remember. No, I think we were both there to visit friends and I went out for coffee with her and a bunch of her friends from Winnipeg and they were asking me what I was doing. And I was at Little Mysteries at this point. So I was sort of couching my language because I didn't want to upset my mom. 
So I would say things like, I'm working in a women's earth-based bookstore. And they were all like, oh, you mean a witch store? Are you a pagan? And they all knew exactly what I was talking about. So we spoke a little bit and they would ask some questions. And my mom said, yeah, that's what the book that I took out of the library was. And I just looked at her and she goes, yeah, I took a book out of the library to read. So I would have an idea. And I'm like, so you would read a book and believe a book more than having a conversation with me. But luckily it was, I don't even remember what book it was, but it was a book that explained. It was a better book. Yes, we don't know what was done traditionally historically for sure but from archaeological evidence we can suspect this is how these were celebrated and this is what modern paganism is now so at least she got a, a good book That's excellent yeah I used to pass around, there was a book called The Truth About Witchcraft Today by Scott Cunningham. It was a little itty, very small little paperback novel. Someone could sit and read in an evening or less. I think I actually had brought that with me to Winnipeg on that trip for her. Great little book. I used to pass that around to people a lot. Just here, have a gander at this. I can talk till I'm blue, but you know, maybe you'd like to look at it yourself. So that was a very useful little book. I don't even know if it's even in print these days. Yeah. Has anybody here ever really faced, you did Gwen, you had that very unpleasant in the prison and the guards and I don't talk to Satanists and all that. Yeah. I had somebody where I was working wouldn't sit near me. Yeah. Oh my goodness. They were Jehovah Witness and they weren't coming near me at all, which is weird because I had a conversation with her once. You know, in the Jehovah Witness, they don't celebrate Christmas and this and this and this because they know it's pagan, mm. all of those things. And that's specifically why they don't celebrate it. I said, well, she says, how can you do it when you know it's pagan? I said, well, I'm the person who's supposed to be celebrating it that way. It was very, very interesting. I've had Mormons come to the door and I say, no, I'm sorry, I'm a witch. Thank you very much. I have my own faith. They thought I was calling myself a bitch. Well, why would you call yourself a, you know, a witch? Because <laughs> they mean, you know, like that old, oh, she's such a witch, meaning a bitch. They said, no, 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 a witch, a pagan, on and on. And they were very confused, these lovely young men. When the Jehovah Witnesses come to the door, they say, no, I'm a witch. Oh, are you a Wiccan? Jehovah Witnesses know exactly who you are. Yeah. But the Mormons, they were completely oblivious but the Jehovah's that was different interesting very interesting I remember Brian back when in the first few years that I knew you you actually had an employer that allowed you to choose your statutory holiday and you had Yule off I did yeah wow I remember that when I worked for home outfitters our boss was super open and it actually it kind of helped that our HR was a pagan oh <laughs> Basically, when you signed up, they asked, what's that holidays you do? And that's what you got paid for. I didn't get paid for Christmas, but I got paid for Yule. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. That's very interesting, because that's one thing I will admit would have been nice over the years, to have May Day off. Yeah. Now, mind you, I was home with my child for many years and had other children in the house. But when I was out of the home, you know, before and now working, it would be nice to have my holidays off. Why? That would be nice. Yeah, yeah. Now that was like 15 years ago and home outfitters doesn't really exist anymore, but it was nice. That's very fortunate, Brian. Mm-hmm. 
Well, thank you very much for listening. Certainly, anybody, you can send us any questions to our Facebook page, The Three Witches and a Druid. We're always happy to hear from people. And I would like to wish everybody a happy and safe holiday season. I know it might not be what we're all going to be expecting from other years, but everyone hang in there and do your best. And until next time, Merry Meet. Merry Park. Merry Meet again. Blessed be. Blessed be.